Hey everyone, welcome to episode 17 of the Robin Dunk Podcast. If you haven't done so already, follow the podcast on Twitter at rdunkpodcast or on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the Robin Dunk Podcast. Today's podcast episode features the return of Dan King as you preview WrestleMania 33. Enjoy the episode and subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, or any other podcast apps such as Downcast, Overcast, or Apple's uh, iTunes podcast app, and leave some ratings and feedback. With that said, enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 17 of the Robin Dunk Podcast, and joining me once again, uh, as you guys know, is uh, a frequent guest, uh, Dan King. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, good to be on again. How's everything going? Good, good. I guess I have you back on to uh, preview WrestleMania 33, which is being held in Orlando, Florida this year. Yeah, this time this time one year ago we were in Dallas when we recorded episode one. Yeah, at 3 a.m. in the morning after yeah, uh, after NXT TakeOver, which was a great card last year, if I recall correctly. Uh, oh, yeah, no, it was a great show. The problem was that we were still amped up from it, and we ended up going two and a half hours of us on the first podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and then I guess, I think, well, you woke up, like, the next day super early to go to Access to... Uh, meet some legends to sign uh the belt you had uh, yeah yeah no was it I was, ddp or i'm trying to remember what was that sunday yeah it was it was it was diamond dallas page yeah and yeah yeah that, yeah no, i was like <laughs> by about 10 o'clock i was just like i i need a nap i yeah. need a nap right now <laughs> yeah yeah and i do remember after coming back from access it was like an hour or two you kind of took a nap and <laughs> and we had to leave for the buses and shit, so to go to Cowboy Stadium. But yeah, good times. So I guess uh, let's start with uh, this thirteen match card. <laughs> Just gets Jesus. bigger and bigger <laughs> every year. So yeah, well, you well, got when you when you when you got to fill seven hours. I guess you need that many matches. It seems a little bit overkill to me, but yeah, you know. yeah. They need to go back to the max four for WrestleMania. So. Um, or three and a half would be better, but what can you do? Mm-hmm. All right, so our first match, I guess, I think it's on the pre-show, is the Neville versus Austin Aries for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, Neville's, you know, kind of turned hill since he came back and won the Cruiserweight Championship, and he's just kind of been beating people, and, you know, he's kind of established himself. And uh, you know, Austin Aries has come back from injury. He was kind of doing some commentary on the Two or five live, and I think on the cruiserweight matches during Raw, and now he's back, and you know they're going to face each other. Um, what are your thoughts on this like match and feud so far? Well, I, I mean, it, when you're talking about the cruiserweights in general, I feel like it's kind of difficult to say that anybody's really um, established themselves per se, uh, just because there's the general perception that the cruiserweights aren't a big deal. Um, so you know, Neville's been good in his role uh, objectively. Um, but to say that he's really established or people really look at the Cruiserweight title as anything of substance, I think is a bit of a hard sell still. Um, you know, with Austin Aries coming back from injury, it gives the division the face that it needed uh, very badly to offset the heel Neville. Um, because the other faces that you had are all kind of gimmicky. Um, you got Rich Swan dancing around and you got uh, Jack Gallagher doing 
his gentleman Jack thing, yeah. uh, which I mean, entertaining, but you know, they're not usually acts that you look at and you say these are championship acts. They're yeah. entertainment acts. Yeah. Um, Austin Aries has a serious pedigree. The guy is extremely talented. He has he established himself in NXT and obviously TNA before that, um, or Impact Wrestling or whatever you want to call it. I think he was still TNA when he was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, the thing that I don't like about the buildup is they've kind of made Aries out to be a little bit of a goofball um, and not like a serious, you know, I've watched Neville, I've had to listen to Neville kind of talk down to the rest of the division. I'm here now, and this is my division, and Neville, you're going down. You know, I think that plays a lot better than, you know, Austin Aries dancing around with the New Day on the Raw before WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, you know, like that's it didn't really build a lot of heat. It seemed kind of corny. Um, that being said, as far as the match goes, um, I, I'm I'm thinking Austin Aries wins because uh, I think that they feel like they can get um, they need to establish Aries as kind of the lead face for that division. A and B, I think they feel like they can get a good feud out of that uh, for a few months. Um, maybe not necessarily with passing the title back and forth, but they can get a couple of good rematches out of it. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, I guess, going off what you just said, I think uh, probably never retains just to extend the feud. Mm. Just kind of give them some more credibility. True, I guess it's the first match that they're having. Yeah, give them some credibility as a the heel champion and, you know, just kind of gives them, they give them some time until they can bring another challenger or another heel to challenge the champion, whether it's Neville or Austin Aries, right? I mean, what what do you think about what do you think about the possibility of when we come back, uh, when they kind of reset after WrestleMania? Um, you could put Kalisto down in that division. You could put Enzo down in that division if you want to break up Enzo and Cass. Yeah, I I think Kalisto's kind of thing kind of sailed away because he was wrestling a little bit in the cruiserweight division. And right. it just hasn't really gotten over, so, mm. you know. I mean, his gimmick's really the mask and the high-flying, and he's kind of a poor man's Rey Mysterio. That's like, a very good way of putting that. <laughs> I mean, Rey Mysterio in his heyday was really popular, and he was, you know, fun to watch, and Kaliso is kind of at least half that, um, unfortunately. It's right. Just, yeah. So, all right, well, let's go to our second match, um... The SmackDown's women's title match, uh, Alexa Bliss versus The World. Basically the, what, five other SmackDown women competitors. Right. Carmella, uh, Becky Lynch, uh, Mickey James, uh, uh, what's her fate, Natalia, oh, And yeah. a returning uh, Naomi from uh, SmackDown, uh, who we thought were, was injured for a bit, but I guess she's not. So it sounds, uh, you know, they've been kind of, Alexa's, you know, gotten the belt back, and uh, she's been kind of holding it down, but it looks like everyone's gunning for her. Um, what do you think, I guess, is going to happen in this match? It seems kind of, uh, it's almost a battle royish quality to it. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I think we kind of talked about it earlier this week, where I kept saying, you know, they keep saying this phrase, all available women on the roster, and I kept saying, you know, they're showing five people. I'm wondering if there's a sixth. I'm wondering if it's an NXT call-up, if Ember Moon or maybe Asuka get, come up finally, um, which would be terrible for the NXT women's division, by the way. Yeah. 
um, because they don't. There's not enough enough depth there anyway. I mean, there's not enough depth in the on the women's side in general yeah. uh, across the board. Um, and we'll talk about that more when we get to the Raw Women's match. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think you've really only. I think you've got two best options here. One, give Naomi the moment in her hometown. It'll get a good pop. It'll get a good feel. You know, on the pre-show, which hopefully they handle the entry in and out of uh, the Citrus Bowl a little bit better than they handled it in and out of Cowboys Stadium last year. Um, yeah. Because otherwise, this otherwise the Citrus Bowl is going to be half empty, yeah. uh, like like it was last year at, in Dallas. Um, or you have Alexa Bliss kind of defy the odds and retain and really establish Alexa Bliss as the dominant woman in that woman in that division um, and have her go on an extended reign with the title. Um, there, I'm really amenable to a, a lot of results, a lot of the different results in this match. I wouldn't mind seeing Natalia. She's been around for a long time, kind of getting the feather in her cap to finally hold the title because she hasn't held it. Yeah. Um, you know, I could see them put it back on Becky just because she's consistently the most popular face uh, female in the division. Um, I could see them do something screw where they put where James Ellsworth gets involved and somehow Carmelo wins. The, the one option that I'm not really pro is Mickey James winning. Uh, she has not been good in the ring since she's come back. Um, and a 40 something year old woman shouldn't be beating women in their prime. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, like that bothers me. It's kind of like the men's side with like the old guys coming back and winning the big right. titles. It, sen- it, yeah. it sends the message that these new folks aren't as good as the old folks. So why should I take the new folks seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, you brought up a good point about, I guess, Naomi, you know, be a good, since Orlando's her hometown, you know, it'd be a good kind of, thing for her to win it but this is WWE man if it's your hometown <laughs> you never win in your hometown you never win in your hometown <laughs> you lose and you get embarrassed somehow you know look at JR you know when they every time they went to Oklahoma they just find a way to embarrass him or you know make him lose or if he was in a match for some reason I was, I would like Naomi to win because I think the crowd is kind of getting into her you know the 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 glow stuff and you know that kind of gimmick is you know, the crowds, you know, was getting into that. And, uh, you know, she's been in WWE for a bit of time. And, you know, let's see what she could do. But, um, you know, it's something to mix it up. But, uh, yeah, I don't think she's going to win it. I think probably Alexa will retain somehow. Just kind of like, um, you know, like uh, AJ uh, Lee back in the, like, WrestleMania right. 30. Where she had to face all the other women and... You know, because Vicky Guerrero is like, yeah, you're going to face all these other women just to cost her the title. But she ends up retaining it. So I think, you know, Alexa wins it. And maybe Daniel Bryan comes out and shakes his head like the disapproving father figure. <laughs> you know, because Alexa looks like one of those teenage daughters. Like, you know, she's doing something sneaky. You just kind of know it. And, um, yeah. I mean, if, if Alexa wins the match, she needs to win it in a manner that is heelish. She needs yeah. to win it via some underhanded tactic, either some kind of outside interference where she got some help from somebody or, you know, some kind of distraction or handful of tights even, yeah. uh, you know, so, give, give, give me something to say to remind everybody, you know, yeah, Alexa's the champion, but she cheats to win. Yeah. Do you think Tyler Breeze gets involved dressed up as Nikki Bella like he was on uh, uh, SmackDown? Oh, God. Uh, for, <laughs> for, for Tyler Breeze's sake, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that's... 
Yeah. I mean, they had, uh, what's-his-face, Santino do that, I guess, a few yeah. years ago. And yeah, he was a uh, Glamorella. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think the, they shouldn't do that because then it kind of... It kind of diminishes it the, the title. Like they did it with um, they they, well, they put the women's championship on Harvey Whippleman. That's true. Yeah, but they were talking about this is supposed to be like serious, and you know they want to keep it that way. They shouldn't do any shenanigans like that. Like agreed. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's go to our third kind of matchup. It's the fourth annual Andre the Giant Battle Royal. So I know, I guess the contestants that I know that are in it are Big Show. Uh, Sami Zayn and Braun and probably uh, X amount of like names that are just going to be put in there. Yeah, the 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 ten, the ten people that they showed <laughs> on the on the ten tag tag on SmackDown last night. Yeah, uh, which included Dolph and Mojo and a bunch of tag teams. Yeah, so I guess including including Tyler Breeze and uh, Fandango. Yes, Breezango. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I guess who do you think wins this? Last year was Baron Corbin, and it's it's. I don't know if it's they've been trying to use this battle royal to kind of like how the old King of the Ring winner used to, to establish them as kind of like or uh, something that propels them to higher heights or well, uh, like you know I think more it's a, positive well, I think, trend. Right, I think it depends on the year that you're talking about. I think they've definitely used it that way for Baron Corbin this year. And let's give Baron Corbin a lot of credit. He has really improved this year. He's been very good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think he, I think he and Dean Ambrose are going to put on a great match uh, yeah. for the Intercontinental Title. Um, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. In yeah, the, in yeah. Bit. We'll, we'll um, that. So, who do I think should win? Who do I think deserves to win? There's one word. And that word is brawn. You mean brawn. Yes, yes, yes. brawn. That's <laughs> our inside joke. He should win. He should win. I agree because, um, you know, they kind of fed him to Roman Reigns on Raw. And he's now he's kind of been knocked back a little bit. Like, the fans are buying into him, like, you know, as this heelish monster that's unstoppable. And, you I know, think they tried to do a decent amount of damage control to make it kind of, like, not a complete victory for roman but yeah. kind of like a partial one where you could in theory bring braun back into the picture at some point in the future um and i think all you got to do to reestablish braun is put him in a feud after wrestlemania where he just absolutely dominates someone and i mean he's proven that he can have good longer form matches even with the guy like the big show um you know i mean the match that they had on raw a few weeks ago which usually two big men can be a little clunky but especially guys their size but they put together a pretty decent 12 13 minute match yeah Um, that's true so you know who do i think could win um, I could see them go. If, I could see them go with a surprise route and have somebody like, uh, like Sammy win. Um, but then you're back in a position where it, if he eliminates Braun, you're going to get another Sammy Braun feud. Um, but I think they're kind of going this direction with Sammy, similar to a Daniel Bryan route. It, it's beginning to have that feeling where Sammy's becoming the voice uh, of the, of the guys in the locker room that are not happy with the with the authority storyline which yes. god i hope they don't recycle it but i could see sammy being put into that kind of role yeah i mean i kind of agree with you but i think um i think it'll be that the final two would probably be braun and sammy and then braun kind of eliminates them somehow or tosses them out and then right. it's like but there's a show of respect where 
because they kind of feuded with each other recently, and like, right. and then you know, so then down the line, if Braun ever turns face, you know, then it like he's a surprise partner or some shit like that, and it's like, oh, okay, it kind of ties together. So mm-hmm. I kind of expect Braun to just toss people out of the ring, just like dominate, yeah, um, in order to kind of reestablish him. Because if they don't do that, then it's kind of like. It's kind of like how Rusev, like, you know, when he first came on and they had him on a winning streak and he was this kind of dominant heel champion. And then after he lost to Cena at WrestleMania 31, he just kind of fell out, you know, a favor. Like, he had that angle with Summer Rae and then, you know, he wasn't the Russian. Like, uh, Where is Rusev? He has, He's out with a shoulder injury. Oh, so. he's injured. Oh, yeah. oh I But, you know, ever since, like, Lana and him got married in real life and kind of broke up that Summer Rae, Dolph Ziggler angle. Yeah, Vince he's kind of... Them, nah, yeah, they've been kind of in a doghouse, so... Because uh, Rusev's been feuding with, what, uh, Jinder Mahal, and, you know, Rusev's like, he's, he's a good hand to have in the ring, you know? He could, he could be an effective heel. Right. But, uh, you know... I, I, you can never go wrong with the foreign menace. You can't. You can't at all. Especially exactly. if you switch them back to Russian right now with everything that's going on in the world. I mean, this is the perfect time to have a Russian heel. Exactly. <laughs> the rad Russian. Exactly. But, you know, they... And, like, you know, Russo's kind of got, like, some talent. Like, he's, like, in real life, he's a funny guy. And, you know, he seems like a cool dude to hang out with. But he could play <laughs> the hill role. I mean, I've seen, like, the yeah. stuff on Up, Up, Down, Down. And, yeah. You know, dude. yeah. So. Handsome Rusev. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, who knows? All right, let's go to the Raw Tag Titles ladder match. Uh, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, the Tag Chance versus Enzo and Cass and versus Cesaro and Sheamus, the former Tag Champs. Uh, what are your thoughts on this <laughs> triple threat, you know, uh. tag match? Well, it's certainly not going to be the Hardys versus the Dudleys versus... Um, Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian, thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly not going to be that. Uh, it probably won't even come close to being that. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, the Raw Tag Division, and I guess the SmackDown Tag Division, too. I mean, there's not even a SmackDown Tag title match. Um, so, I did 13 matches, and they couldn't find a tag opponent for the Usos. Yeah. Um, you didn't even get a rematch with American Alpha. Yeah, which um, is odd, because you figure yeah. those two would be feuding with each other, those two teams. But instead, they used those four guys to put them into the Andre Battle Royal. Um, instead of, you know, um, theoretically, Shaq and three guys from NXT. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Shaq didn't want to actually wrestle <laughs> WrestleMania. Yeah. He kind of yeah, backed out after Big Show really got in shape. and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Big Show um, kind of called him out on that, yeah. Right. Um, but realistically, I think the best thing they can do here is have Gallows and Anderson retain um, to continue to build their credibility because they they really took a beating for a long time as far as that goes. And yeah. They could really use a long title reign with the titles. And I think there's possibilities to do a few things with the other teams here. I mean, the one steady tag team in here, the one that came in as a tag, the one, well, I guess Enzo Cast did too, but the one that seems the most steady to be a permanent tag team is Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. Enzo and Cass always seem to have that possibility that at some point Cass is going to get tired of protecting Enzo and saving Enzo, and you could have, you could turn Cass into a heel, 
Enzo becomes like a Zack Ryder type face, constantly underdog and constantly not winning. Um, And, you know, you kind of start to build Cass out as a singles wrestler. Uh, Same thing with Cesaro and Sheamus. Those guys are too talented to not be in individual title pictures, especially with a thinner roster. Uh, uh, You know, Kevin Owens is, uh, and we'll get to this in a bit because I'm going to give away what I think about this match, but Kevin Owens is going to need somebody to feud with when he wins the U.S. title and Chris Jericho goes out on tour. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nobody really lined up to do that right now. Yeah. Now, it's a little bit weird to have Cesaro and Sheamus or Sheamus going after the United States title because it's an Irish guy and a Swiss guy facing a Canadian guy for the United States title. But they've both Um, been uh, U.S. champs before. They both have been U.S. champions, so it makes sense, and it reestablishes them in the singles picture. Yeah. Uh, So I think think they're... Both of those teams have possibility for combustion. And don't forget, the team that's not wrestling here, the face team that's not in this at all, because they're hosting, is the New Day. Yeah, that's such a strange thing. I mean, even before, I guess, the stuff that came out the other week uh, with Xavier Woods. Uh, <laughs> yeah. People can Google that if they want to know more. Uh, they were just kind of signed to hosting. Not, not, not children. The children. Yeah, yeah, children don't Google that. But... No. Uh, yeah, it just seems kind of odd that they'd just be hosting it and not actually wrestling like they were last year when they were, you know, wrestling in, against the League of Nations and, you yeah. know, whatnot. And they came out with a gigantic box of bootios. Yes, yes. And then I think uh, Xavier took the Stone Cold Stunner <laughs> while everyone cheered. <laughs> yeah. God, so. The, um, what do you think? Do you think that, uh, speaking of New Day, do you think that they're just trying to go back to the well a little bit too much with the New Day Pops? Yeah, I, I mean... I think it's connecting as well as Budios did. Budios yeah. was such a... They kept they would talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, and then it actually happened. This they kind of shotgun and made it happen faster. Yeah, uh, I mean... It's, because you started to think that Budios was just, like, a joke, and then Budios existed. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I think I it's kind of even with global uh, climate change, it's still kind of early to be eating like uh, summer pops of ice cream of any sort. Um, <laughs> you and know, I eat, ice, I eat ice cream when it's ten degrees. And I don't <laughs> know about you. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's kind of I kind of feel the new day need a reset. Um, maybe kind of go back to their ironic heel personalities. You know, where they're cheating, but it's like ironic in a way where. You know, like, remember when they first debuted and everyone booed them? Because right. they were baby faces, but they just got booed. So then right. they kind of bought into that, and they started cheating, and they, you know, won the tag titles and kind of mocked the fans a little bit. Like, when they, you know, they sang uh, Frank Sinatra's uh, New York, New York song at SummerSlam two years right. ago. Stuff like that, you know, that it was kind of unique and different. And then the fans started getting on their side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think maybe their babyface runs kind of run its course, at least right now. Um, I mean, I think all three are talented in their own unique ways. It's just, like you said, they've kind of gone to the well on some of the same things. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully they turn heel soon or something, you know, it would, it would shake things up, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for this match, I kind of agree with you. I think the Gallows and Anderson need to retain Trying to, they got to kind of build them up because they're not the Bullet Club, Gallows and Anderson, where they're feared. So they kind of need to 
get established, you know, with the wins and beating good teams. Um, yeah, and you still, and the thing that's still hangs out there, and um, you brought up, you brought up. I, I guess we got to call it the club because not the Bullet Club because they're, you know, I don't see Kenny the Cleaner uh, uh, on Raw every Monday night. Yeah, but, you know, um, <laughs> you know, will they finally go to that angle when Finn comes back? We'll have to see. We have to see. We thought they would maybe at SummerSlam last year. Well, we thought they were going to do it potentially at the row after WrestleMania. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you had you had AJ, you had Gallows and Anderson, and, well, you also had all that merchandise out there for Balor Club. Yeah. Um, that's being pushed pretty heavily, and they never really did anything with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. I guess another thing you mentioned, um, Cesaro and Sheamus kind of work better as single wrestlers. I kind of agree, but I felt like Cesaro, uh, Sheamus teaming up with Cesaro kind of put him back on the map a little bit because he was kind of lost after WrestleMania 28 when, you know, he beat Daniel Bryan in like seven seconds and the fans just turned against him and, right. you know, they were just, he would come out and get that X-Pac heat, which isn't good <laughs> heat that you want. Yeah. But now people are like... It's the Stephanie McMahon heat now, I believe. Yeah, so now people are kind of back on his side because, you know, he's got that... He's been having that relationship with Cesaro and now they're like buddy-buddy a little bit and, you know, he's got Cesaro's back and stuff like that, so... Right, but I think it's fairly easy to get that to the point where it falls apart again. It's like a... It's a tenuous piece. Yeah, yeah, obviously. I mean, yeah, they're going to have the arguments and stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean, heck, you could put them right back into an individual feud with each other because they, you know, they put together quality matches with each other. Yeah, the best of seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's no, true. I would go back to the best of seven, but <laughs> yeah, that was Mick Foley's idea. He that met best of seven. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's go to match number five, the IC title match: Dean Ambrose, the IC champion, versus Baron Corbin. Uh, the, last year's Andre the Giant Battle Royal winner. Uh, I guess the highlight of this feud so far has been um, Baron Corbin using that forklift to trap uh, Dean Ambrose. You know, it kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Mankind versus The Rock. I think at the Royal Rumble a few year, uh, a decade or so ago, or maybe it was a Sunday Night Heat or the Super Bowl match. Yeah, halftime heat. Yeah, half-time one of those. Heat. Yeah, they, they wrestled in the empty arena. Yeah, and they he used the forklift to pin him. Like, and they had yep. the camera going on The Rock's face. Like, no. They kind of did the same with Dean Ambrose, where you know that forklift's coming down on him. Right, right. So I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminded me of that, so that's why I brought it up. Uh, I think my prediction: I think uh, Baron Corbin actually pulls out the upset and he becomes IC champion. Um, and then they kind of feud for another couple months or pay per views from there, because they really don't have anywhere else to go with Dean right now, in my opinion. But what are your yeah. thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, really, I mean, if they want to make the Andre the Giant Battle Royal winner like the King of the Ring winner, where they establish him uh, with a title reign down the line, it makes a ton of sense to have Baron Corbin win this match. And like I talked about earlier, he's gotten better and better and better, and he's putting on better and better matches. For Dean Ambrose's sake, after the match that he had with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 32, he better have a good match this year because his his match last year was garbage. It was yeah. the maybe the worst. It was maybe the worst match on the card, and that's say, and that's with Shane McMahon and a 50 year old Undertaker going head to head. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we sat through that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, so I think it, it makes sense for Baron to win, but go back to what we talked about earlier with the smack of, with, um, with Neville and Austin Aries. It's the first match they've actually had. So why couldn't you have Ambrose retain and extend the feud? Well, I feel like it's better for baby faces to chase a heel champion than a heel to chase a baby face champion. That's and, true. Hence That's why true. Baron, I think, would win. And then it gives him like more credibility. and Because Dean already has the credibility for the most part. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, that's just my thought on that. Um, I guess in terms of last year's match with him and Lesnar, I think those two, their styles did not mesh well together, and the build-up to that match wasn't really that great either. So that kind of affected it. And, right. And now also Lesnar was training for that USC fight uh, later in the summer, so he wasn't going to do, like, some crazy stuff. Even though it was a no-holds-barred match, they didn't really... True do anything if i recall correctly yeah that's a good point yeah that's a good point yeah so all right um why don't we get to then move on to the sixth match uh the u.s title match uh chris jericho versus kevin owens at uh ko mania 2 um Hmm. obviously a couple weeks ago uh kevin owens betrayed chris jericho at the festival of friendship in las vegas much to the shock of many. Um, you know, I mean, Jericho presented him with that painting, man. I mean, how are you going to turn your back on him? But He got a magician off of Craigslist. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. So, you know, me and you, we're kind of like we are in the know with the behind-the-scenes stuff. So I'll let you kind of explain wh- who you think will win this because I kind of probably agree with you. <laughs> yeah so 100 percent agree so 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 chris jericho or birth name uh keith irvine is that right that's his birth name i think so yes yeah um he's also the lead singer for a, a fairly popular i guess band in australia they're popular in like australia and new zealand for the most part um called fozzy and Fozzie, the main reason Jericho's been back for as long as he's been, when most people thought he was going to be a part-time wrestler, is that Fozzie has not been on tour in a couple of years. Well, they're going back on tour in May. Um, so <laughs> so Chris Jericho's not going to be around to be on Monday Night Raw every Monday night. Therefore, there's only one reasonable result, and it's a Kevin Owens win. And it's a decisive Kevin Owens win. So it's a Kevin Owens win with probably some post-match activity. Maybe get rid of, maybe do give him the Sami Zayn treatment like they did in NXT, where it gives him the power bomb off the apron yes. and they write him off by an injury angle. You know, I don't think they want to because I don't think that Jericho is done with WWE. No, I think. no, I mean, he'll come back, especially yeah. because he's been putting on he's put on some very good matches in the last year. And he's done some excellent work. He and has. His promos guy, and like... I think he's a guy that you want to have around to say, see what he's doing, younger guys, with on the mic? See what he's doing in the ring? That's what we're looking for. If you can do that, maybe not be Chris Jericho, but, you know, give people something that they can believe in like that. Because this is the hottest feud on the roster right now. I'm a little annoyed that they've de-emphasized the title as much as they have. But, you know, these guys, there's a realism to it. Yeah. So it it works, and it's been very good. It's a shame that the feud is going to have to be so short. 
Um, I, I mean, in theory, you might get two matches out of it. I don't know exactly when uh, they're going on tour, but you know, at most, it's not going to go more than a couple of matches. So, um, you know, that, that, yeah, the end of the day, Owens is going to win. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, obviously, because Jericho's going to go on tour relatively soon, so they got to f- find a way to write him off the Raw roster and show until he can come back like months later or whatever or next year. Uh, like you mentioned, Jericho, man, he's just been, re- he always reinvents himself just when you think he's done. Like, he comes up with something new, something different. Like, you know, the list stuff, it's just been excellent, you know. <laughs> the Festival of Friendship, I mean, you know, that's just been yeah. great. The the fact that he was in that shark cage at the Royal Rumble and he still helped KO win. Like a sexy pinata. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you know, and he, he's just been, you know, that's how, like, if you're coming back as a legend... You know, he's kind of helping build up the younger guys because I kind of feel like, you know, with the matches he's had with, like, Sami Zayn and, you know, and the feud with KO, he's kind of helping them, you know, like, get try to get to that next level. You know, he's giving back. And I'm not trying to say, like, the other legends aren't, you know, giving back or anything, but it's just the mentality of, I guess, the top leadership of WWE is they don't feel the younger guys are kind of getting that brass ring, so to speak, but... Part of that is they got to give the young guys, you know, opportunities. Like, kind of like back when, after Hogan and Macho Man left WF, they gave the opportunity to Brett and Sean. Yeah, they had growing pains, but, you know, eventually the fans, you know, they booked them right and the fans brought into them and, you know, they're legends. You know, that's yeah, how. I mean, I, I mean in, the grand, in the grand scheme of things, you're not competing against anybody. Yeah. And the rumor is that you're going to buy your next nearest competitor, yeah. which is a distant competitor, but Ring of Honor is still technically a competitor. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that doesn't actually happen because I think that would just hurt the industry more. I kind of feel since WCW died, you know, it, they kind of rested on their laurels somewhat. Like, you know, they've kind of with the authority storyline, it's just the same. You know, it's the same stuff they did in 99 with the McMahon family. Mm. It's like that thing's kind of run its course by now, you know. I feel right. like they need to go back to, like, the feuds over the titles and, you know, like how it used to be, you know. So, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. Yeah. All right. Well, unfortunately, you're a wrestling purist and this is sports <laughs> entertainment. Yes. Well, I guess get to that probably at the last match. But uh, let's move on to match seven, uh, the Raw Women's title Elimination match, uh, Bailey versus Charlotte versus Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. Uh, I kind of like Charlotte winning this and uh, maybe Sasha like cost Bailey the belt by accident or something or, you know, and then it kind of sets up a heel turn like within the next month or so. Um, but, you know, I could see Bailey retaining it too, but, and then Sasha just get, get like an Owen Hart angry, like, and kick her leg out or something like that. You know, like uh, Owen Hart did to Bret Hart at right, the, right, the right. horror level. And, you know, they kind of play up that storyline. But uh, what are your thoughts on this this match? Uh, other than the fact that I hate that it's that it's a fatal four-way. <laughs> <laughs> because these women deserve one-on-one matches because they're all very talented. Well, and well, I will say, like, last year's triple threat match was actually oh, it was very good. good. It was very good. You know, yeah, it was good. It was, it was probably one of the... It was a top three match of that event last year, so... Right. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, how much of that just speaks to the quality of some of the matches on the card? And, I mean, there are... Look, I'm not trying to give this year any breaks either. Yeah. 
we're we're in the part of the card where there are some groan inducing matches here. <laughs> so, and it starts and it kind of starts for me with this one. Though I think they'll do a good job and I think it'll be a very good match. Um I still don't like the idea that it's a four way. I think it should have been a one on a one on one match. Who, who would you have one on one? Would you have kept it Bailey versus Charlotte just instead of Bailey winning the title? I think at not Fastlane, but that other pay per view. Uh, was it was it Fastlane or was it the Royal Mom? One of the pay per views recently yeah, where. Uh, you know, she she ended Charlotte's uh, streak, so uh, right. you know, seventeen win pay per view streak, and uh, I kind of felt like Charlotte should have retained it, and then you know they kind of build Bailey up as the underdog, and then she gets her moment at WrestleMania by finally getting over that hump and then ending Charlotte's reign, but right. they didn't really do that, so they kind of no. gave it away. <laughs> like, right. so I mean, there's a lot of different directions you could go. You could go with Bailey just to bring stability to that title picture because that title seems to get passed around like a hot potato. Yeah. Um, you could give it back to Charlotte and make her the five-time, 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 five-time women's champion. But that's five different title reigns in almost in about a one-year stretch. Yeah. Exactly, exactly one-year stretch. That's crazy. That's yeah. too much. That's WCW World Heavyweight Championship at the end level changes. That's yeah. not... I mean, when they gave her, the, when she won the title last year, I thought she she was going to go on this long ass run, kind of like you know her dad, like back in the day. Yeah, it made sense. It, it made, made sense, sense the lineage, you. and but no, yeah. like she kept trading the title back and forth with Sasha, yeah. and now with yeah. Bailey, it's like, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, exactly, and and it wears and it wears down the fans more than anything else because it's like, okay, so who am I supposed to be considering? Who am I supposed to get behind in this scenario? But, yeah. um, you know, the other options are, like you talked about, Sasha does something heelish to cost Bailey. Sasha wins the title, sets up a feud with Bailey. Sasha becomes a heel, which is what she should be anyway. Yeah. Uh, or or Nia goes out and dominates. You know, I kinda, I, 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 that's the longest I shot. I think feel... what happens is that at the beginning, the three of them kind of see the threat of Nia and kind of take Nia out early because I think that they still feel like Nia's not ready. Yeah, I feel like she needs like to face more like uh, what's the term? Like uh, she needs more seasoning. Like she still needs work in the ring. Like maybe put up some jobbers against her some more and you know build her up as a monster and female but... bra. Yeah, kind of, but it's like, it, but her promos though, she sounds too nice to me. Like, you know, she's trying to be like, uh, what's her name, Awesome Kong, or um, what was her WWE yeah. name? I Karma. Karma, yeah. Like, you know, like she's supposed to be feared, but it doesn't. I don't have this reaction like, oh man, she's scary as shit in the ring. Oh well, yeah, because they're trying to make her. I mean, Karma or Awesome Kong. I'm gonna call her Awesome Kong because she was not Karma for very long because she yeah. got pregnant. Um, which, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but she was, she looked scary. She dressed scary. She didn't really do promos very much. She just came out and killed people. She even threw guys out of the ring, (laughs) like at the Royal Rumble or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, but Nia Jax, she looks like she's kind of friendly. Like, and when she's like trying to cut like a mean promo, she still sounds nice. Like, yeah. You know, not, she's smiling and not, even the yeah. yeah. Naya, Naya is nice. She does not dress in a way that makes me think that she is about to conquer the world. Um, and 
frankly, and frankly, she's fairly attractive. Yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't really work for a heel. Heels generally, I mean, I, I, I know I'm generalizing here, they generally tend to be a little bit uglier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of great. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, you know, obviously, you know, there, there's the issue of depth too because all four of these women have kind of faced each other one way or another. So maybe that's why they went with a four way because they couldn't really decide or something. All right, uh, let's move on to match number eight. Uh, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. Uh, there's been some kind of <laughs> uproar <laughs> on the, the interwebs, uh, as I like to call it, um, you know, between the wrestling purist fans who are kind of upset that AJ's not facing, like, someone maybe more in line with the skills, maybe like a KO or Nakamura or... Finn Balor or Undertaker maybe, you know, um, or even John Cena. They could have maybe done a AJ Styles versus John Cena 3 and just have that be the the end, you know, match to end the trilogy. But uh, so they kind of inserted Shane in there. It was kind of rumored back after the Royal Rumble and it is actually happening. So uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this, uh, Dan? I mean, who do you think is going to win? If AJ Styles doesn't win, that's that's a problem. <laughs> that's yes. a big problem. Yes. He should not be losing to Shane McMahon. He shouldn't. And he shouldn't be in a match with Shane McMahon. But they kind of ran out of time and ran out of options um, and didn't really set anything else up where it really made sense for AJ to be in a feud with anybody. You know, uh, Dean was preoccupied. Um, you know, and, and, you know, realistically, AJ belongs in the title picture no matter what. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, and they kind of looked like they were going to put him in the WWE championship picture. I thought they could have, I thought they were going to go triple threat there. Um, they didn't. Uh, I was kind of surprised by that. Um, even, even if they had gone triple threat or fiddle four way and had the three, I guess, former Wyatt family members and AJ in there or triple threat with the three Wyatt, fam- former Wyatt family members, but they went with head to head, and then that's fine for a championship match. I- I'm actually okay with that. Um, maybe not the participants per se, but um, you know, AJ Styles needs to win the match. That period. It Do you would think be, it'll be uh... irreparable harm to AJ Styles in the long term in WWE if he does not win? Do you think it'll be a squash? Like, or do you think it'll be a more even match where? AJ wins, but then he like raises Shane's hand afterwards for a good battle, kind of like Undertaker did last year at no. Hell in a Cell. No, God, no. no. <laughs> you want to squash, there's right? There, there's a difference. Undertaker's a legend, yeah. and he can get away with that kind of thing. AJ is a heel. He's a true heel. He's the number one top heel on SmackDown. Yeah. He can't be raising people's hands of people that he doesn't like after he beats them. Yes, after we threw him through a car window. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, Daniel Bryan on Disney trying to get them to shake hands. Are you kidding me? Why it's not would Ring of Honor, man. man. <laughs> why, would, why, would, why would Shane McMahon want to shake the man's hand who put him in the hospital? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you. Uh, supposedly, the rumor is there's a roller coaster being built on the WrestleMania stage. Do you expect Shane to jump off that said roller coaster if it does exist? I mean, Shane's going to have spots in the match, and I imagine one of the spots will probably be, um, he'll probably do the Van Daminator. 
Um, but yeah. I mean, they didn't. This isn't Hell in a Cell, so that's not really in. I don't think there's really anything else that's safe enough <laughs> for him to be jumping off of. Um, you know, he unless he go puts him unless he puts uh, puts AJ through a table, but you know, at ringside. Um, but he I don't did that know. That on SmackDown the last yeah, week. So, <laughs> so yeah, so it's already been done. Yeah. So it doesn't have the same shock factor. And I mean, after last year's WrestleMania, it wouldn't really quite have the meaning either. Yeah. Um, so I think Shane gets spots in, but I think otherwise AJ dominates the match and wins. Okay. All right, let's move on to match nine. Uh, well, down the home stretch here. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Triple H. Um, you know, this match has been, you know, everyone was sort of thought of looking forward to it, and then Seth got injured, and then the way it's been booked, it's been kind of haphazard, and uh, I don't know what to think of it, man. Um, you know, because, you know, obviously Triple H brought in Seth as his heel champion like two, three years ago, and, you know, Seth had that run before his first injury, and, um, you know, and then the thinking was eventually they would break up and then there would be this WrestleMania build-up, and obviously, you know, Seth got injured at the hands of Samoa Joe, and there's been the question of whether he could come back and fight Triple H at WrestleMania. It looks like he's going to, but the build-up hasn't been there. Uh, I think Seth will win, but it's kind of... The build-up has been kind of, eh. What do you think? Um, I do not see Seth winning this match. I think that they are kind of shotgunning this in. Um, and I don't know that Seth is 100% healthy yet still. I mean, I think he's overselling the injury right now to make it look like he's more hurt than he is, for sure. Although I don't think that yeah. any... I don't think that anybody in their right mind would let him get close to the ring if they didn't think he was healthy enough to do it. He's not going to do some of the crazy moves he's been known to do, yeah. He'll probably work a safer match. But, I mean, I think the thing that's going to happen... I'm going to just take a step back. How the heck does WWE get a hold harmless agreement with signed by the COO of the company? I, I don't understand that. <laughs> like, I, like I don't understand the premise. But, but that, that, that I digress. Uh, you know, my, 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 my limited legal experience makes yeah. it makes me confused. But maybe that's just me reading into things too much. Um, but you know, I think Triple H is going to win. I think Samoa Joe is going to be involved. Um, so you think you know, Samoa Joe interferes and just kind of it sets up a Samoa Joe Seth Rollins feud. Yep, because then you can ride Samojo and Seth Rollins, and then if Rollins comes through that and overcomes the odds to beat Samojo, then you can have him come back around to Triple H to say, you know, I want, I got my, I didn't get my fair shot at you at WrestleMania because you had Samojo, and now Samojo's out. Now I want you, and you can probably extend that all the way to SummerSlam. That's true. It's a good point, but uh, I mean. The Seth Rollins as a babyface hasn't really worked. Um, I don't know. Part of it's because of the injury, and uh, I think it's been too start and stop. Yeah, it just yeah. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, it's a decent match to watch, and Seth doesn't get injured again or for real or anything like that, because that would be very unfortunate. Right. Because um, you know, like two, three years ago. He was at the highest of the highs, and everyone thought, man, this guy's going to take it to the next level, you know. But it seems like after that leg injury, just it hasn't been the same. It's kind of like Derrick Rose in the NBA, you know. He had that every <laughs> season, and then next season he suffered the 
first knee injury. Let's, and, uh, let, let, as a Knicks fan, let's not talk about Derrick Rose, please. Yeah, all right. I'll move on. Then. <laughs> I'll move on to the next match. Uh, John Cena, Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. Um, <laughs> did you happen to watch SmackDown on Tuesday with the finale uh, I, of Tota Bellas? That... I fast-forwarded through it. I, I, I just can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, obviously, this is kind of a sort of rematch of WrestleMania 27's main event. I said with the women added to it. So, I believe John Cena's going and Nikki Bella's going to win it. And supposedly the rumor is they're going to do a storyline where John Cena proposes to Nikki Bella afterwards. But it'd be even more funnier if that doesn't happen. And, you know, would he turn heel from that? But we'll see. Uh, no, I don't think you. I don't think you mess around with uh, with with marriage proposals in such a way, especially considering they're dating in real life. Yeah, but this. I mean, Cena, like in real life, like his when he got his divorce from his first wife, they said that divorce was really like bad. So they were saying like he would never like get married again or anything like that. So who knows? I think everyone kind of expects him to do a proposal because the way. The Miz has been kind of ripping him in those promos. It's been a little bit too real. Like, yeah. Uh, the long and short of it is, I feel bad for uh, I feel bad for John Cena that they couldn't find him something a little bit more. But if this if this is actually what it is, and I can t- completely understand it, I feel worse for the Miz. The Miz has been really good this year. You know, I think he's probably had his best year in a long time. As as far as things go as a heel, I think it's kind of cooled off recently because I don't think this angle does anything to particularly benefit the Miz. I think it's going to end up with the Miz getting embarrassed. Um, but I mean, that could also be heel comeuppance. Uh, so I could see it that way too. But, but yeah, I'm with you. I think that uh, Cena and Nikki Bella won. It would have made more sense if it was Cena AJ Styles three, you know, to blow off their feud to end it, the trilogy, and the Miz versus Shane McMahon. I think that would have been a better like WrestleMania lineup for those two matches. Instead. Right, because you had because you, you had the Miz kind of in the same wavelength as AJ, feeling like Daniel Bryan and uh, yeah. and Shane McMahon are kind of going after him and trying to trying and, to get him. And since Daniel Bryan can't can't get cleared to wrestle, then Shane can step in there and say, "Hey, you want to like knock him? Then you'll take me on, and you know, don't disrespect my commissioner, that type of stuff." You know, right. And then the Miz could like beat him or something, and then gloat about it on the uh, the Miz TV segments and whatnot. right. Um, and then you'd have got AJ versus Cena three, and you know because the first two matches were pretty excellent, so that would have been like something WrestleMania worthy. Mm-hmm. But alas, we got this mixed tag. So <laughs> all right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, the Universal Championship match: uh, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, I think Lesnar's going to win this title and uh, finally beat Goldberg. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't know how long the match is going to go. I hope it goes more than two minutes. But, you know, I think I, I think Goldberg's had his run with the title. I think Goldberg's ready to go back. And I think he's got his paycheck. And I think he's ready to just, you know, go back and be retired. And I think that Brock is a better... Um, I think Brock is really the only person on the roster that can beat Goldberg uh, and it not be like kind of a come on this guy's been dominating everybody and now he's going to lose to I don't know and I, I'm just going to say it because I think it's I think he's the that Brock's just a transitional champion for him but he's going to beat Finn Balor 
Finn Balor is going to beat Goldberg after Goldberg has just absolutely dominated everybody. Finn Balor is 195 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, even, even in the scenario with Brock, it becomes difficult to see how Finn would beat Brock. But, uh, I mean, it would launch Finn into, like, you know, super, super face. Um, and it eventually would set up the Finn versus Roman Reigns feud that's probably inevitably going to come down the line. Yeah. Um, I think Brock's going to win. I think Brock's going to win, though, uh, that being said. Do you think if he wins, do you think he carries that title through SummerSlam? Um, it's hard to say. You know, I don't know what Brock's schedule is. And, I mean, I don't know what Goldberg's schedule is either. I think, um, yeah, Goldberg, I think he's done after WrestleMania. Because I think it was only like a maybe three or four pay-per-view deal. Because Goldberg, he really, he just wanted to come back to, you know, so his son could see him wrestle like... Right. You know, his son wasn't there when he was like at his height in WCW, so it wasn't really about the titles. At least according to Goldberg, it wasn't. I think Vince just decided to put the belt on him because the fans reacted well to him at first, but now they're kind of oh well. At least in Philly, they kind of booed him and stuff. So it's like uh, maybe we need to take the belt off of him and you know whatnot. Um, right. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I kind of agree with you. I think Lesnar wins and. Uh, he'll hold the title for a bit, and maybe it'll set up Finn versus him or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, match number 12, uh, the WWE Championship match, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Uh, you know, they kind of had Randy Orton burn down, I guess, Sister Abigail's house or whatever it was, and uh, they haven't really emphasized the belt much, but, it, you know, I thought they've been kind of going back and forth uh you know, with Randy Orton and the mind games and whatnot. Um, yeah, this whole this whole build up's been really weird. Yeah, I mean, Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble, but then he was like, "Oh, I won't take the title shot." But then all of a sudden, he will, and it's like, <laughs> "What's going on?" And you know, I, I was kind of hopeful that when Bray won the title, that you know they would uh, kind of help help him establish it some more and. He has, I mean, he has the belt, but they don't really talk about the belt. It's just they talk about Sister Abigail and right. other stuff. And uh, I think, I guess, my prediction for this match, I think Bray Wyatt retains. Just uh, I think if you take the belt off of him, it kind of it hurts him a lot. Like it kind of goes back to like how he wasn't winning a lot of matches, even though his gimmick was like really cool. Right. I think we talked about it like last year. It's like. Mm-hmm. You know, he gives great promos and he's got a cool character, but he doesn't win matches or feuds for the most part. And now they yeah. actually put a belt, the, the title on him. It's like, just give him a run with it and just see what he could do. Yeah, I am 100% in agreement with that. I think Bray Wyatt should win the match. I don't think it does anybody any good for another Randy Orton title reign at this point in time. Yeah. I mean, you kind of, everyone knows what you get with Randy Orton. You know, he's yeah. Randy Orton. So. It's so- solid two and a half, three star matches. Yeah. Nothing spectacular ever. Yeah. All right. Well, we hit the home stretch and uh, match thirteen: The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns for the Battle of the Yard, so to speak. Uh, this is kind of an odd match because Roman's is supposed to be a face and Undertaker's a face, but the Roman Reigns promos recently have been very heelish. So, and there's are, no way. Roman Reigns is going to get cheered. <laughs> yeah, so are they going to actually turn him heel or not? Or 
you know, is Vince actually just gonna throw up his hands in the air and it's like, all right, we're gonna make Roman and Hill like he did The Rock back in the day, you know, when Rocky Maivia wasn't working, and let him be like who he is, like you know, let him be himself, so to speak, and then just right. have Finn be your Balor, be your baby face, and go from there. But uh, I'm kind of worried. Um, I think. Vince is going to have Roman beat the Undertaker, and then Orlando's going to burn down to ashes because the <sighs> fans will riot. <laughs> but uh, you know, Undertaker's only got one WrestleMania loss, and um, you know, I think we talked about it before. Like, you know, you thought maybe it had been better for Cena to take on Taker, and Cena maybe like a championship or something retirement match, the stipulation or something, and you know, him being the one to retire Undertaker. But uh I don't know about this match. I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about Roman beating Undertaker. I mean, I guess if they do turn him heel, then it gives credibility to that. Cause, right. I mean, it's the only it's the only acceptable. Yeah. Uh, but if they're trying it's to there. keep him babyface, it doesn't really work. <laughs> so. Oh no, people will be people will not be happy if that happens. So I think you know, and that's really why it's hard to predict this match because you don't know what direction they're actually thinking about going. They they're, they're planting the seeds for yeah. sure for a heel turn, um, but will they actually pull the trigger? Hard to say. We also don't know that this is actually it for the Undertaker. Um, he may have one more left in him after this. Uh, so I mean, I think a lot of people are jumping to the conclusion that this is it, and yeah. That, Roman Reigns is going to retire him. Um, but that's not necessarily true. I really do think that it should be John Cena that does that. And I think that, you know, I, I think that John Cena deserves that. You know, I, I mean, hell, I mean, John Cena's almost 40. You could make it a career versus career match. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised they didn't go with the Cena versus Taker match this year just because, um, you know, we were in Dallas. We saw the Undertaker at Access. He was in rough shape, man. He, he did didn't not. Look good. He, he did, did not look good at all. <laughs> like, and I was kind of surprised the next night at WrestleMania. You know, he got the hair dyed and he came out and did his stuff. But he looked pretty. He looked bad. Like I was concerned for him. Like he shouldn't be wrestling anymore, just because of probably the health issues. So, right. um, yeah, I mean. I think I kind of lean on, I think Roman's going to win just because it's kind of Undertaker, if it is his last match ever, he, he's doing the honors, you know. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, I mean, I don't, and I don't disagree with that. I, I do think Roman Reigns is going to win. Am I happy about it? No. Am I going to yeah. have to live with it? Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, but like like we said, I think it's, they got to, if they he does win, then they got to give him, they got to go, go, go hill for it to work because... They can't keep him babyface because the heat will be just too much on him. And it's just like, it'll just ruin, well, his babyface run, but that, which hasn't been exactly spectacular or working. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even understand, I don't even understand why, why they do this to the guy. They put him out there to cut a promo. And if, uh, and if it's, a, and if he's going to be a face after this, they put him out there, the road before WrestleMania in Philadelphia, a place that you know he's not going to get cheered. Yeah. To the promo that he did, and then you're gonna keep him face. Like I don't think you can do it. I, I just don't see it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right, uh, that kind of ends the 13 WrestleMania 33 matches preview. But uh, you know, WrestleMania is just not one night. So we have our post WrestleMania Raw predictions and where WWE goes from here. 
I think, you know, you'll see some new wrestlers debut. I think uh, you mentioned Finn Balor. I think he comes back Monday night. Um, I also think maybe the Hardys show up somehow, whether it's Raw or SmackDown. Hopefully, uh, Broken Matt Hardy and Brother Nero version of the Hardy Boys. Just delete. Because... <laughs> delete, delete, delete. delete. <laughs> exactly, because uh, they are defending the ROH titles this weekend also against the Young yeah, Bucks. I, mean, I, I haven't seen anything about their contract situation, so I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's just kind of a rumor prediction. So. I, I... I think there's more likely people to show up than that. I wouldn't be surprised. You, you know, we talked about Chris Jericho's going away. You need a new contender for the U.S. title. Yeah. Ty Dillinger. Why oh, not? Ten? Yeah, he did show up at the Rumble, and he yeah. got a good reaction. Mm-hmm. So. so so why not? Um, you know, I, I think that's an option. Um, you know, I think Finn comes back, and I think you'll see a solidification of the Roman Reigns heel turn. Yes, the Roman Empire. So... You know, he should have turned heel, like, last post-WrestleMania Raw. He set up the heel promo lot. Really yeah. good with that, but they well, didn't go with it. Yeah. The long, the long, the longer shot, um, the long shot debut would be, and this is for either Raw or SmackDown, would be Nakamura. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if they're going to do it right away. Well, I don't, well, I, I think Bobby Roode's going to win. Yeah, their match. Yeah. And it will be glorious. But, you know, I, I don't know if they're ready to bring Nakamura up right now. <laughs> but where, I mean, if he loses to Bobby Roode, what does he have left in NXT to do? He can't really... I think he just I think he just shelved him for a little while and kind of keep him on the back burner until you have an appropriate time to bring him up. Yeah, you want to save him for, like, SummerSlam or something like that? Like, after SummerSlam? Not necessarily wrong. SummerSlam, just not the day after WrestleMania. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. We'll see. All right, uh, I guess we had two more topics. I guess um, you got uh, probably, what's your favorite WrestleMania matches? Give me like a top three that you've enjoyed. It doesn't have to be like five-star wrestling quality matches. It's just matches you enjoyed or, you know, like sure. viewing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, you know this, I, I tend to look at things from a historical perspective. Yeah. So I think of um, WrestleMania 10, Sean versus Razor ladder match for the Intercontinental title is one. Definitely. Uh, the triple threat ladder match that we talked about earlier, actually, the Dudleys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian. Um, I, I, WrestleMania I guess, 2000 or the WrestleMania 8, uh, not 8, was it 18 or 19? The... I, can, I can never remember which one it is, the, the, the better one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, watch both of them and decide, yes, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just because of what it did for the industry, I go back to WrestleMania 3 and I go back to uh, Savage versus Steamboat. You know, yeah. a lot of people think of WrestleMania 3 as Hogan and Andre, but the best match on the card was Savage and Steamboat. They put on a tremendous match. Yeah, they stole the show with that match, exactly. Uh, I would kind of add uh, Austin versus Brett, uh, WrestleMania 13. The only good match on that card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that uh, the submission match, I kind of it set up Austin. You know, they turned babyface and made Brett a heel, and it was kind of just the double turn right there. You know, made Austin a badass for not quitting and you know right. whatnot. Um, another match: Hogan versus The Rock in Toronto. WrestleMania 18, that was just kind of pretty cool to see, you know, Hollywood Hogan, you know, the fans just kind of, you know, surprisingly just going for him and not The Rock. 
Right. This is when The Rock was very popular, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it also had a uh, that that sense of finality to it, kind of similar to uh, kind of similar to Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. Yeah, twenty four. Um, yeah, you know. that was twenty four. or Was that twenty five? Twenty four, because that was in Orlando too. So that right. was yeah. Twenty five was in Orlando. Twenty four was in Phoenix, wasn't it? The twenty twenty six was in Phoenix. Oh right, 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 right. And then twenty five was somewhere in Houston, and then twenty four was in Orlando. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Now that you mentioned twenty five, I actually would add HBK versus Undertaker one uh, mm, yeah. at WrestleMania. Not the retirement match, but the one before it, because that was a really excellent. Like, yeah, that match mm-hmm. from start to finish was like wow, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, last topic. Uh, you know, we went kind of memories from last year's WrestleMania and uh, any tips for, I, I guess, people that may go to WrestleMania in the future? I mean, you know, just kind of give me your, I guess, give the podcast listeners your uh, views and tips. Um, Memories from WrestleMania 32. Just, I think the big thing for me was just the experience of it all. Yeah, being surrounded by all that, uh, a very unique group of people, a very diverse group of people, um, meeting people from all over the world. Um, you know, I mean, we made friends from Australia, we made friends from Texas, local guys from Houston, um, you know, um, you know, they went to 17 rest straight WrestleManias, man. Yeah. It was like, wow. I mean, that's, that, that, that makes us look like amateurs. Um, so I think that was really the biggest takeaway and obviously, you know, just taking it all in because it wasn't, it's just an absolute spectacle. I mean, when you think of major sporting events, when you think of the Super Bowl, when you think of, you know the world series you think of the world cup you know wwd doesn't 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 spare any expenses they they want you to realize that this is their big time this is their big show and this is um they're they're gonna treat their fans like royalty at this event um tips um don't try and do it all (laughs) don't try and do it all because you're never gonna get there um you know I think that was kind of one of the things that I realized afterwards was, you know, we had booked so many things and tried to do so many different things that you just end up burnt out. You just end up kind of tired. I mean, granted, and, and you know, that's... With we the, were exhausted with, after, like, that with trip. The cres- with the crescendo being a seven-hour show where yeah. you're baking outside in the hot Texas sun for an hour beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, I mean, don't, you know, know what you want to do. Um, if it's your first time going and you want to see the Hall of Fame and all that stuff, get the travel package. It makes life way easier. Um, if you've been before, book things separately. You know, you can probably get better tickets for less than the travel package would cost you anyway. Especially yeah. if you're within driving distance, there's no point to getting everything unless, like, you know, unless it's like this past year where the NXT tickets are four times face or something like that. Yeah, but, something ridiculous. I mean, that was, yeah. It was it was an incredibly good card, so yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, you know. So I think that's kind of the main tips. And um, wear comfortable shoes. Oh, yeah. That is the most underrated tip is to wear comfortable <laughs> shoes. Especially if you go to Axis and you're waiting in line to do a photo op and whatnot. I mean, that was key. Because if you're wearing bad shoes, it's just going to make the experience even worse. Um, yeah. And, oh, bring a extra battery charger or battery pack. I am Mophie. Mophie. Yeah, Morphe or Anchor, any of those, you know, you can get from Amazon or Best Buy or Target or whatever. 
Because, uh, yeah, all those fans around you sucking down phone data. Oh, suck down your phone data, the batteries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's that's very key. You don't want to be with a dead battery in the middle of nowhere <laughs> or in the middle of the convention center. So that's also key. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Dan, thanks again uh, for joining me. That kind of ends our uh, the podcast. Um, I guess, do you have anything you want to plug or anything like that? Uh, um, so I, I actually have to get back on my own podcast. Uh, uh, for those of you that haven't listened, I do host my own podcast. It is a show called The Smartest Guy I Know. It is a weekly show kind of dedicated to kind of weird news stories. We usually do some interviews about either music or movies or sports or, or whatever. Every now and then we do talk about wrestling. Um, I have admitted to being a wrestling fan on there, and shockingly, I haven't list- lost many listeners yet. Um, you yes. know, but I, 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 I actually haven't recorded in almost in gosh almost two months um so i i am planning on getting back on that i actually do have something lined up for uh for this week uh kind of a catch-up kind of let you know what we've been up to and uh i'll be having um i'll be having uh actually he's a he's he's my cousin uh liam murphy on uh good guy um he is a blogger he writes for a blog for the philadelphia phillies uh very good with baseball statistics and we'll be doing a preview of the mlb season yeah definitely uh Definitely check out Dan's podcast, The Smartest Guy I Know. Uh, it's on iTunes, I believe, correct? And yes, SoundCloud and mm-hmm. other podcast apps. Just search for it. Um, you know, definitely give it a listen. It's a good 30 minutes or not, roughly an hour, just under an hour. You try and keep it to 30 to 45. Yeah. Sometimes. It's a, a good, over. quick, you know, listen. You know, go listen to it when you're working out or something or at work, you know, trying to pass the time. It's a good podcast to listen to. So, uh, yeah, everyone give Dan's podcast a listen, you know, if you can. Um, check it out. All right. Well, Dan, thanks again for joining me. Uh, hope you uh, enjoy WrestleMania this weekend from the confines of your home instead <laughs> of <laughs> Orlando. So it'll be good. Yeah, sl- sl- slightly different setting this year. Uh, thanks, as always, for having me. Yeah. Thanks again. <laughs>